Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. talk about the MLB standings first. What do you what do you find interesting about the standings? I actually don't find much. Baltimore. But how is okay. Baltimore? Baltimore is number 1. No, but that but over over Tampa, it is it is astounding considering how much of a head start <laughs> Tampa Bay got this season. I was I was also going to say considering how much Tampa Bay's run differential suggests they should be ahead of Baltimore. Yeah, that as well. As well, right? I mean, so if you look, I mean, but that's cuz they got out to like a just insane lead. That that is true. Right, I think right. so. So Baltimore second, third best overall. No, second best overall. Second best record overall, only behind Atlanta. Yeah, and 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 that's the other one, I guess. Well, there are three. There are three teams that I think are really important to be tracking right now: Baltimore, at, um, Atlanta, and Los Angeles Dodgers. Here they come again. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's funny because it's like. The Dodgers are doing the opposite of what we thought the or what we thought the Cardinals would do, right? It was like, well, don't worry about the Dodgers or the Cardinals; they'll pick up. And Dodgers picked up. Dodgers are fine, doing great. Cardinals, no, as per usual. But I think, well, they're 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 playing 500 ball. They've now, been playing 500 ball here for a little while, but that's not a, that's a little too little too late. But I think the I mean, the teams that we thought were really bad have regularized in some sense i mean i i guess how many games is oakland going to lose <laughs> i mean 100 most certainly they're going to lose 100 games um 110 i i don't i don't know how many they how many can they lose i mean so there's rough let's say there's roughly and kansas city just has this oakland fig leaf this year i know it's astounding <laughs> i know I know. I mean, the only the only team that even sniffs them in the in the NL is Colorado, but the Rockies look good compared to <laughs> compared to Kansas City. And, and they Oakland. look like professional base. It looks like a professional baseball team. They put some runs on the board. So season ends today. Are you surprised by who's in the playoffs? I mean, Baltimore, sure. Anybody else? I'm not surprised by Baltimore. I had them. I, okay. I like them in the, the preseason. I was on the, a couple of their guys. I, I don't think okay going through the divisions. What is it if if it ends? Today, so if it ends it's, today, it's um, who are the wild cards? Tampa Bay, Houston, Toronto. Tampa, Houston, Toronto. Wow. Um, and then Philly, San Francisco, and Miami. Where Miami's maybe the surprise. I okay. None of the AL is surprising. Um, air quotes. I guess some of the ordering is a little bit. I'm a little bit surprised. I. I would have expected Baltimore to be in one of the wild card spots, and I would have expected Texas to be in one of the wild card spots. Both of those teams, I was like, I think they're going to have good years. I'm going to invest in some of their players, and that that has been helpful. Um, Minnesota, whoever knows with the AL Central, but Minnesota is the default winner of that um, of that conference. Is like them and Cleveland are always the default winners of that conference. Atlanta doing well seemed like that's. That's not surprising. Milwaukee holding on. That's not surprising. 
LA after the rough start, uh, I, it's for them to. I mean, they they're still within striking distance of Atlanta for number one. TGFBI tools check in. Hey, we're trending in the right direction. I mean, you're doing amazingly here. You're up to 145 from 188. I'm 240, 260, whatever. Okay, up from 260. Um, you know. Yeah, really good week. Really good week for me. I'm still trying to ride the ship. I picked up Travis Darnot. He was available for some reason in my league. Um, and Johan Oviedo, the the um, the Pittsburgh pitcher, who's just I did not do I did not have any pickups because I have to figure out what's going on on this uh, IL. Um, yeah, yeah. For this I uh, some IL moves. My drops were uh, Blake Sable, whatever catcher, and uh, Brady yeah. Singer, who I just gave up on. Yeah, I mean. It, it's I hate it painful. He's a painful player. He he is. And like the thing is is that over the course of the season, I know that he has had and will have useful weeks. <laughs> it's just Yeah, oh yeah. I can't but figure them out anymore. Can't, I can't figure them out anymore. You can't burn a roster spot on it. Yeah. And he, he was sitting on the bench for me anyway because I just wasn't confident enough to start him, so it was like I may as well I may as well move this bench spot around. Why does Chicago have two off days? I <sighs> I don't know. Why did St. Louis have an off day yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good question. Uh, yeah. Tony Gonsolin sucks, right? Tony Gonsolin just officially did, sucks. Okay, yesterday. <laughs> He's like, Time to give up. Is Merrill Kelly making a start today? I think so. I think so. What do you think? I'd assume so. I mean, so. It's, it's not a great start. It's out of Colorado. But. Mm, well, yeah, he's always got starts in Colorado and San Diego. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I, I want this. Give me the San Diego one and no Colorado start. <laughs> Can't have that. Or just no, it's change venues, but uh, make it in Arizona. Let's that would that. be fine too. I would feel great about that. Do I? Would I rather have uh, Jason Adam than Merrill Kelly? Mm, no, because Adam is demonstrably not, not going to get saves. Yeah, Sandy Alcantara is back from the dead, right? He is. I wish that we hadn't started him until now. Mm, yeah. Okay. Eric Swanson, G out, Vani Gallegos, or Jason Adam? Gallegos. That's easy. Gallegos is the only one the only it. one of that who has a reliable path to saves. Playing every single day this week. I've been doing these summary statistics looks. You want to take a look at Case in a summary statistics way this year? I, I think this is really helpful. Uh I feel like I've lost my way on understanding what good slash bad K's numbers are. Well, of course. I mean, this year has been a paradigm shift mm-hmm. with the rule changes, which are even on MLB's page. It's like when one of the drop downs is like, rule changes? <laughs> <laughs> so you know that it's it, usually they try to hide them in, um, in their different little whatever rabbit balls or whatever <laughs> that they've made cha- substantial changes. Yeah. But I think that this this is a really important year for for changes, and I'd like to see we've already seen that stolen bases have been impacted. We took a look and we saw that saves are appreciably higher this year from closers, and yeah. so the number of saves there are this year are, are appreciably higher. So let's take a look at K's and see what we we think. Um, compare them. I've decided to add in pre-pandemic. 2019 yeah. as more of a stable year to look at as well as 2022. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts? What your gut says starting pitchers are getting more K's, less K's, higher K per nine, lower well, K per my nine. Gut, my gut says, says lower now because the changes have been 
geared at maximizing offense or geared at maximizing like you know more slap hitting type stuff and more guys on base because because it really i think it really more guys on base yes 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 more guys on base but i mean i we should take a look but i but i right so my my naive assumption is that it really hurts pitchers to have guys on base because you have such a tight leash on time yeah yeah It's, it's harder to go for when you have a guy on first it's harder to like really focus on getting a k in a situation yeah for the three reasons probably to come to mind one you have a base runner who might steal two you have a coach who's going to be telling you um to get the double play and then three is that it changes the approach of of the hitter yeah when they have someone on first versus and zero out one out whatever it is it does change the hitters approach, I, mean, I, right? I think an underrated rule change that i really hadn't appreciated before was the number the reduced number of pickoff attempts oh yeah, yeah. i mean that that to me just says i mean because you essentially you can only you can only go to first twice right so if you've gone to first mm-hmm. twice then you know that they're coming home so it's a huge that's a huge tip yeah it is it is we gotta you have to be a little bit more parsimonious with those throw-offs yeah but that's why that part of the reason why they're more stolen bases yep all right so a uh, quick caveat i wanted to focus on starting pitchers here and that means that we have to do a little bit of of querying in, in the data set right we can't just say are you a starting pitcher mm-hmm. because these days of <laughs> openers mm-hmm. what is a starting pitcher mm-hmm. you know so um i've said i've got a couple of numbers here to to base our query on um, games has to be less than games started plus two. So that okay. says that if for whatever reason, say it was Garrett Cole had an opener in for an inning and then he came in the second, mm-hmm. one game, he'd still be considered, a, that would still be, it'd still leave him eligible for uh, for being a starting pitcher. Okay. But I'm going to assume that any starting pitcher worth of salt isn't going to have that happen more than one time i i i think that's fair except i mean the only thing is that as we talked about briefly offline this week even the yankees are using an opener now on occasion well, that's why i said Gary Cole. and it's yeah. no, but it, but it yeah. was it was in front of luis severino and it's like i mean that kind of makes sense almost like luis severino is the kind of pitcher you might want to protect <laughs> i think yeah. like if, if the yankees started using an opener on garrett cole i'd be terrified i mean the whole yeah the the league would be shifting yeah yeah but, but I think, or someone like Clayton Kershaw, could you imagine? Could yeah. he? Would he allow that? No, no. So my twenty starts a year. I need to have <laughs> twenty starts. So I, th- I think, but I think this is good. I, I think that I think it's a I think it's a fair cutoff. I think that okay. if if we don't like this cutoff, then we need to do a bigger reevaluation of how we're approaching pitchers. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The other the other big cutoff that I put together was five games started. Okay. By this point in time, I would think that. We need to have like at least five games to really consider you you a, a starting pitcher. Yeah, full, I mean a full stable at this point would be starting twenty two games, right? To this point of the season, mm-hmm. so I this is so. a totally yeah. fine number. And then this is analysis to this point in the year. Love it to try to be, make sure that all the years are going to August fourteenth. I love it. All right, so in twenty nineteen, the count of eligible pitchers based on those that that query one hundred thirty five. Hmm. Sum of eligible innings pitched, 14,349. Sum of Ks, 
14,026. That results in a K per nine of 8.797. Hmm. Max of 2019 Ks by 814 was 226 by Garrett Cole. 226? Hmm. That's a lot of Ks. That's a lot That's of Ks. a lot of Ks by mid-August. Wow. <laughs> Median of 2019 Ks by 814 was 107, and then the mean was 103. Okay. Okay? So this is pre-pandemic, pre-rule changes. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it as the this is a paradigm. This is the 20-teens, 2010s. <laughs> paradigm of of starting pitching 2022 count of eligible pitchers 154 wow that's that's a big change i mean it's more than a 10 percent change right it's there. over 10 percent more wow some of eligible uh innings pitches innings pitched 14,648 so uh 300 more 300 a little bit more a little bit more for the eligible pitchers okay 300 but that is what not even two percent yeah sum of k's thirteen thousand four hundred and sixty that's less k per nine of eight point two seven huh that that is quite a bit down okay max k's by eight fourteen one hundred eighty one from corbin burns man hey <laughs> my guys your guys my guy my guys um i don't know what happened this year Median of 2022 Ks by 814.88. Wow. That is a huge reduction. Mean, 87. I mean, I guess it those make sense, right? Because you're because there's more eligible pitchers. So and and fewer Ks. So you're definitely watering this down. So what is that watered down by? Like mm, nearly close, it's close it, to twenty percent. Wow. Okay. So I, I gave some correlations. Was ba- I just I kind of kept this in here, copy and pasted some some code over. So thought it was interesting. ERA and um, strikeouts correlation negative zero point six. Uh, Andrew Heaney, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer. Oh, what am I doing? Uh, Dylan Cease, Sandy Alcantara were the um, had the best ERAs at this point. Andrew Heaney, allegedly. Good for Andrew Heaney. Okay. Good for him. Dylan Cease, what happened to him? Wins, correlation, 0.76. I mean, this is actually really more interesting in the reverse, right? If you get a lot of strikeouts, you get a lot of wins. Yeah. 0.76 correlation coefficient is... Pretty strong. Pretty strong. (laughs) You want to have Ks if you want to win games. Yeah. Sorry, Miles Miklos. Um, Justin Verlander, Tony Gonsolin, Kyle Wright... Carlos Carrasco and Julio Urias were the um, beneficiaries. And here, here's exactly why you're finding out why we both got stuck drafting Tony Gonsolin and Julio Urias mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strong correlation between wins and strikeouts, right there. And just didn't, didn't work out this year. Well, <sighs> model, yet, model loved it. Yet it looks like the Dodgers are finally coming together. So I know. this is going to be. Maybe. They're, they're going to bite us again. Maybe they can still bite us. Did you drop Gonsolin? No. No, I kept him. But yeah, he's there. He's going to have a good second half. All right. Uh, XFIP. Correlation between XFIP and strikeouts is negative uh, 0.67. Hmm. Shane McClanahan, Shohei Otani, Garrett Cole, Alex Cobb, and Kevin Gosman last year. Wow. Alex Cobb is really the like 
one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> I mean, these are these are strong correlations. Too. These are strong. Uh, FIP correlate twenty twenty two correlation between FIP and strikeouts is negative zero point six. Um, so, of those, and then of those three, uh, well, just I guess X FIP and FIP, X FIP expected fielding independent pitching. What that's what one would assume would be higher. Okay. Anyways. The uh, top five in that were Kevin Gosman, Andrew Heaney, Freddie Peralta. Hey, your guy. Mm. Max Scherzer and Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon not doing that well this year. Sierra um, and strikeouts. Correlation, negative 0.7. Nice. Shoya Tani, Shane McClanahan, Garrett Cole, Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer. That's a good list of pitchers. (laughs) That that one has no outliers. No question marks there. Yeah. No question marks. Yeah, those, those are good pitchers. Yeah. Um, correlation between innings pitch and strikeouts is 0.89. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you right get more on. innings pitch, you're going to get more strikeouts. It's yep. sort of it's opportunity, right? Yep. Uh, pitchers there are Sandy Alcantara, Aaron Nola, Logan Webb, Miles Mikolos. What? Adam Wainwright. Yeah, exactly. This this is a big what um, situation. Uh, it piled up innings pitched. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like... <laughs> well, all, no, none of these guys are good this year, really. I mean, Webb is the best, I guess, right? <laughs> well, because they pitched a lot of innings in the first half last year. First yeah, that's an interesting, last year. That's actually a really interesting point. I mean, looking at, okay, well, I, I'm going to be excited when we get to the 2023 list Just to be like, take don't note, touch please, this guy. <laughs> take note, yeah. All right, so 2023. All right, let's see. Count of eligible pitchers, 162. Wow. So even more. Even, so even more. more. Eight more. Okay. Um, okay. Some of uh, eligible innings pitched, 15,456. Hmm. More eligible yeah. innings pitched. Yeah. Because so, so, more, so more of the innings pitched are going to the starting pitcher eligible guys. Right. So you're watering yeah. it down, Yeah. but you are raising that up a little bit. So that means yeah. fewer, there, are fewer, there are fewer innings pitched this year by relievers. Yeah. That's interesting, right? Yeah. Sum of K's, 14,726. So this is in the, this is back in the neighborhood of uh, 2019. Yeah, except in more innings. Because more innings, well, but it would go to the next number to help normalize it. K per nine of 8.5749. So statistically, statistically, I'm not sure that these are even that significantly different between 2023 and 20. 19 we get that number yeah yeah so we're going so we are having a return to more strikeouts yeah except i mean i'm looking ahead at the next ones (laughs) (laughs) these are weird indicators okay go ahead okay so max of strike uh case by 814 is 217 spencer strider wow back above 200 so that's helpful um median of k's is 91 and mean of K's is 90. So that's more, that's much more like, I mean, that's way more similar to 2022 than 2019. And that, but that to me is the most interesting number because that's the most fantasy relevant saying the K's that you want to get on your fantasy team are actually more spread out amongst guys now. Yeah, you can't assume you're going to have two really good, two or three really good starting pitchers and assume that your your whole pitching core is going to work. You really need to spread it out over more guys. That also that also almost means that Spencer Strider is even more valuable. 
you think that means he's even more valuable? Oh, because he gets that. Because he's even more of an outlier. I mean, he's he's shouldering. He's able to shoulder even more of a K load than somebody else. Okay, I think you're right. I agree with you. The elite strikeout pitchers are even more valuable. But man, yeah, yeah. Correlation between ERA and strikeouts is negative zero point four seven. Okay, so softer than last year. And the leaders right now are Max Fried, Clayton Kershaw, Aaron Savale, Drew Rasmussen. <laughs> Pitch for a while. Uh, Blake Snell. <laughs> hmm. um, 2023 correlation between wins and strikeouts is 0.77. Whew. Justin Steele, Spencer Strider, Tywin Walker. He's having Zach a good Eflin, season. Zach, ooh, <laughs> strike two on the Zachs. Uh, Zach Gallon and Zach Eflin. That's great. Man, Zach Eflin was someone I was staring down preseason, and I just didn't, didn't pull trigger. He's ev- he's having a good year. I elected to go with Drew Rasmussen, and he, of course, hurt himself. He's having an okay year until he hurt himself. He was having a great year until he hurt himself. I was really excited. All right. Uh, 2023 correlation between XFIP and strikeouts is 0.57. That's a negative 0.57. <laughs> Jacob DeGrom, <Hope> so. <laughs> Tyler Glass now, Spencer Strider, Max Fried, Tariq Scooball. It's so, I mean, I feel like it's so funny because I feel like the 2022 lists made perfect sense. And now I'm looking at these and I'm like, what? What are, what are these? That, yeah, what is going on here? Um, it, 2023 correlation between FIP and strikeouts is negative 0.47. Also, are you noticing noticing that these correlation coefficients weaker. are clearly softer? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Except for wins. Which exists in its own paradigm of more strikeouts, more wins. Yeah. Um, Sierra, correlation between Sierra and strikeouts is negative 0.57. Jacob DeGrom, Spencer Strider, Tyler Glass now, Kevin Gosman, and Max Fried. Innings pitch, correlation between innings pitch and strikeouts is 0.9. Duh. Logan Webb, Sandy Alcantara, Eric Cole, Sal Gallen, Mitch Keller. So these are the guys we don't want. It's crazy that Sandy Alcantara is still way up there in innings pitched despite being bad not as good this year yeah scooball how do i spell that not that way he's another player where i was like is he an investment this year yeah i know what you mean he's got a 4.18 era 1.14 whip 36 k's 32 innings two wins i mean detroit tigers so what do you expect <laughs> he's, i mean he's not he's not on the wins list <sighs> He's on and he's on the FIP and X FIP list. Yeah. Right. So is he man, if they improve their <laughs> This is the question. Are they gonna improve their defense next year? No, is he gonna leave their team? Or <laughs> I mean, is he gonna leave the like, team? Yeah, that's uh, another question. Good this point. is like could he could he be good somewhere else? I mean that's a that's an interesting question. Yeah, man. His his ERA is four point one eight, his X ERA is 2.7 his FIP is 2.09 I mean that is a massive gap those are chasms can you get any better defense behind you dude <laughs> 10k per nine um who's so we said last so last year's Sierra list was the clearest of you, you guys are good and so this year's Sierra list is Jacob deGrom Spencer Strider Tyler Glass now Kevin Gosman Max Fried I don't know that actually it doesn't it's not as crazy it's, I mean, I don't know. Degrom, Glasnow, and Freed are kind of like uh, they're not they're not guys that I would have said preseason like 
bona fide aces. They they all would have, they all had question marks to me preseason. And maybe if I was zoomed back to March of 2022, I would have said the same thing about McClanahan and Scherzer on the 2022 Sierra list. But like, you know, Otani, Cole, and Burns, zero question marks in front of them. I don't know. As I Just as I think about it, it's like they're not, yes, question marks, but it seems that they've answered some of those questions. Tyler Glass they have. It looks like. He's going to win an Oscar. So <laughs> they have it. And I mean, that, but that's my question about like, does it just take me? Am I biased by the very end of the season when I'm drafting next year? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. You're so, biased by the full season, by the full season stats. So we should, but I, but I think what I'm taking away from this is that I should actually trust these numbers a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I should look at this and think like, oh, actually maybe Max Fried or Tyler Glasnow are guys that I should have targeted at the you know at at our fantasy trade deadline or something i already have gaussman nice (laughs) and i and i passed on spencer strider i mean spencer strider had huge question marks for me before the season to the point where i took verlander over him which is turned out to be an epicly bad choice (laughs) yeah when you're when you're trying to be conservative and you pick like too conservatively yeah that's too all right, well, interesting stuff. I do have, I think that the next step, what I want to take a look at is I'm doing these correlations between the stats of within the first half. I want to yeah, look I at, love it. I, no, I'll, I want to do the stats accrued, right? I want to do like um, correlation between this and this remainder of the season for last year. So look mm. at 2022. So instead of having correlation between K's and innings pitched to this point, mm. have a correlation between K's and innings pitched for the rest of the season or mm-hmm. vice versa. Innings pitched to K's for that point on through the end of I the like season that. to see if there's a number that does help like is there a tiring down? Is the innings pitched correlation reduced by, you know, was a leading indicator for the rest of the remaining through the season. I would I would love to see that. I'd love to see that. Okay. I think that about brings us to the review session. Miguel Vargas. We're really really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Do we have should we should we go and find some a first first baseman who actually plays first base? <laughs> we should do some rearrangement, but Vargas is a guy that we should talk about. He's hurt. He he is hurt, but I think Okay, let's let's evaluate him in the slightly unhurt world and also the what do you do with him going forward because he is 23. He is. He is 23, and he plays for the Dodgers. He was getting, I mean, if we skip ahead, he was getting really good. He was getting really valuable playing time on that Dodgers team. Let's try not to read into the fact that the Dodgers were doing bad when he was playing. And <laughs> just have done better that. when he's, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> let's just assume that that's not his problem. But Here's this correlation okay. thing that we keep talking about. <laughs> so here's where he's at, though. He played 81 games. He is hurt right now. Uh, so he got basically half a season in. So let's, let's in our mental minds, let's double these numbers. So he's 36 runs, 32 RBIs, seven home runs, three stolen bases, and a... <laughs> Frigid 195 average. Oh, is he t- no, he got sent down. He's not he's not hurt. Is he not hurt? He is down. He's down. He's down. Oh, okay. You're right. He's not hurt. He's not hurt. It just sucks. <laughs> he's 23. He's on a good team. This was I this was 100% an okay flyer to take during the draft at this mm-hmm. point. At this point in the draft, it was a good good spot for it. Yeah. 
And the question to me is like, did he, he's going to be so cheap next year because he's going to be even cheaper than he was this year. (laughs) And if he has a spot in the majors, he's probably worth a, a flyer, I think, because he's probably not this bad. He's just 23. Yeah, I assume that we're going to hear from him. Is this going to be, is it going to be next year or is it going to be in like four years when he's 27? That's a fair question. I mean, he's got, so interesting things that he has going for him that he's got basically an elite eye at the plate this year in 2023. So he walked a ton. He didn't whiff. He didn't really K. He didn't really chase. And he's fast. But everything else. But he didn't hit it. He didn't hit it anywhere. No, he did not. You get seven home runs though. It, it's kind of that's kind of good. He's six three two oh five. Well, that's why I was saying double this. I mean, double this, and it's that average is the thing that kills you, which is presumably why they sent him down. But like, if I told you from a TGFBI guy that you were going to get seventy runs, seventy RBIs, fifteen homers, and you know two fifty average, you'd be like, great, that guy can start on my I'll team. I'll take him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take him. He was drafted around Josh. Jung would have rather had him. Jose Urquidy himself, Sonny Gray, Eduardo Cabrera, Yandy Diaz. So there's still some really good value right there. Evaldi was 221. Jeez. So you should have been picking a pitcher at this point because either Gray or Evaldi would have been better, obviously. Yeah, but then you could end up with Jose Urquidy, but you kind of knew who Jose Urquidy was. I guess, I mean, I, I don't think that anyone who drafted him here made a horrible choice. He's an okay flyer. He's 23 years old. He could have had a total breakout season. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this almost follows the Eric Rentz sophomore slump if he'd gotten a few more games in 2022. Because he only sniffed the majors in 2022 at the end. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I think the committee is the committee is considering his application for um, for sophomore slump. I wouldn't mind having him. I think the hard part is that ugh, having a Dodger is such a pain because uh-huh. oh, yeah. they have they have three extra guys on that team at any given point that just interfere with playing time. Yeah, I mean, you only have to look at their lineup to their lineup list to to see that, right? Yeah, they've got. Like, you just look through this list, and I mean, Ahmad Rosario is a, a great example of a guy who's just like, and Enrique Hernandez, guys that are total Swiss Army knives, David Peralta, and could easily be standing in the way of somebody who's young making regular playing time. <laughs> they got they got Jason Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got Jason Hayward playing meaningful minutes out there. I mean. Yeah, Ahmed Rosario, who went from being number two in cleveland to being number every other day in yeah. los angeles yeah i mean that's that's a that's a storyline we'll have to talk about at some point i think um side note i changed all these batting order csvs so that they're actually in full columns now oh so now they actually now they actually look formatted when you click them uh of course think about the dodgers that always strikes me freddie freeman bats number two every single game nice job Mookie isn't even that old. Mookie, Mookie's number one every day when he plays. Like, oh yeah, they also have Chris Taylor. I mean, they, they have like your point is so well taken in the sense that they have <laughs> they just have too many guys that they're giving playing time to. We definitely have not heard the last of Vargas. Yeah, he's in AAA right now. His counting stats weren't that bad, but he clearly was having a problem with average. 
Is there? I was. So what's our over under here? Games played through the end of the season. Oh, I don't. I would be. I would be shocked if we see him again. Okay, so the over under is a zero point five. I mean, let me tell you. Right now, he's batting. He's batting two fifty two in AAA. That's not enough to inspire confidence to bring him back up. So you're gonna take the under on zero point five. I'm gonna take the under on zero point five. Games played, not. He's batting two fifty two in the Pacific Coast League. Not even played appearances. It's games, games played. Games played. I'll take the over. Fine. I'll take the over. All right. That's, that's, that's kind of a cute hopeful. one. That's a cute a hopeful one. one. That's Y'all a hopeful one. We'll be, and be on the 40 man and we'll get a, and uh, not even in a bat. He'll, he'll somehow like on the roster, get in the, get into a game. He's a, he's he's a, a better player. There's a player who had, Oh, what is this? What is this stat? It's like he had a game played without a, appearing in the outfield or or having a or registering a plate appearance where it's like oh, i don't know i think it there's a i think it's a player who was brought up was at bat and then someone like and then someone got called that someone got out at second or something like that and then he um never finished the completed the the at bat and then, i love it i would we gotta that's that's the kind of stuff that we need to know yes what yeah who are we doing next week we're going to talk about Trey Mancini. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're select to you, buddy. We're select to you, too. Yeah!